0: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and they have 18 amazing flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com to try yours. Also use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off of your first order at BuiltBar.com. Was that really an offsides call? Was there another play that the New Jersey Devils could have done better to try to secure the win against the Islanders? And how are we going to play against the Sabres? Because I'm tired of making them look like a playoff team. So that's all I have to say. Buckle up. This episode is jam-packed. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time, March 15th, 2021 at the time of this recording. Guys, you gotta duck and cover. It's March 15th. If you guys don't know what I'm referring to, that's a Nickelodeon reference, specifically the Fairly Odd Parents. because if you watch that episode, The Secret Origin of Denzel Crocker, you know the students are petrified of their teacher, Denzel Crocker, on March 15th, because uh, that's the day he lost his fairies, and unfortunately, it was due to a time-traveling issue with the main protagonist of the show, Timmy Turner, and his two fairy godparents. But anyway, no more spoilers, no more... Nickelodeon talk we have to talk about the Devils and their last game against the Islanders and the New Jersey Devils were able to come out victorious not quite though they were able to get a point out of it and that's all I would take at this point from the New Jersey Devils I will take a point on any given week because I am tired of losing and coming up with zeros however guys at the Prudential Center the Devils just do not do well at home ironically because we're on an 11 game losing streak when we play at the Prudential Center, so I guess the fans are bad luck. I don't know what the case might be, but overall, the New Jersey Devils, when we go home and we're playing, we're losing, and we need to break that streak sooner rather than later because – That's just really embarrassing that we can't even put on a good performance in front of our home crowd. So if you had checked out the last episode, I basically gave you guys a rundown, of my opinion, on the New Jersey Devils and how they should approach the Islanders series. And I just said, listen, the Islanders are a really good team and I believe their win streak is now nine. And honestly, I felt like the New Jersey Devils were cheated out of that win. But as a reporter, I do have to be honest with myself, while I was really disappointed that... The offsides call was the final decision by the official replay review board for the NHL and also the referees. Uh, They got the call right. He was offsides. Jesper Brat was just a foot offsides. And those breaks kind of suck for the New Jersey Devils. It just goes to show you guys. We're not a really lucky team, so if you hadn't checked out the last game, the New Jersey Devils came out on the losing end once again against the New York Islanders by a score of three to two, and it really looked like the New Jersey Devils had this one in the bag. However, just some stuff did not go their way. So, for example, uh, going to what I was talking about on the offsides, it looked like PK Subban got the game-winning goal for the New Jersey Devils, but. It just wasn't meant to be. So if you guys need to know what happened, so here's the basic rundown of what happened. So Subban was able to make a stretch pass from behind Scott Wedgwood to Pavel Zaka. So Zaka eluded all three Islanders in the zone and crisscrossed with Jesper Bratt who threatened shot and played it over to PK Subban, who wound up for a slap shot opportunity. And when he shot the puck, it went into the back of the net and the lamp lit for the New Jersey Devils. The crowd was going crazy, uh, even though it was a limit capacity. Everyone was just going nuts. The horn was sounding. The New Jersey Devils were celebrating. PK Subban did his signature celebration. However... Uh, The referees told the players to stay on the rink because they had to look at the replay to see if Jesper Brat was offside. So like I told you guys, it was three guys for the New Jersey Devils in that OT. It was Zaka, Subban, and Jesper Brat. And Jesper Brat was crisscrossed with uh, Pavel Zaka. So Zaka is coming up the way, charging past the blue line. Jesper Brat got a little too antsy with it and unfortunately, he was just a hair offside, like, just by, like, a foot or two, like, It it was so close and just so frustrating, and a lot of people felt like the New Jersey Devils were cheated out of that win, including me. I was just like, come on, that is so close to call. Like, can't you just say uh, inconclusive, just, you know, let it just be, let the New Jersey Devils have this win? No, unfortunately, the game remained tied through OT, and it went into a shootout, and ultimately the New York Islanders were able to win the shootout and the New Jersey Devils went home half losers because they were able to get a point out of it yes but it would have been much better to upset the Islanders and have them come up with zero points and us come up with those two and just say hey we snapped your eight game win streak but instead uh, the Islanders have now won nine straight games like all rivalries aside the New York Islanders I believe they deserve more respect and they got my full-blown respect from me because they have really surprised a lot of people because I don't think anyone anticipated for them to be this good in fact if I recall correctly I think a lot of people thought the Rangers would be taking a lot of steps forward and while the Rangers are not out of the playoff hunt they're certainly no better than the Islanders like and it's not even close we'll look at the standings out east in a minute but Overall, it was really frustrating for the New Jersey Devils, and you should have seen PK Subban's face. It was just in complete disarray. And remember, uh, this isn't the first time that a goal was taken away from PK Subban. So, uh, if you guys remember a few weeks ago uh, when we first played the Rangers this season, PK Subban thought he had a goal. Unfortunately, he was offsides. Like he was offsides this time, like uh, just just by like an inch or two. And unfortunately, the goal had to be waved off. So P.K. Subban had to wait a few more games before he got his first goal of the year. And for P.K. Subban, he needs all the confidence he could possibly get because he either needs to help us win games or he needs to help with his uh, status and uh, overall just his ability to do good things for a different team. What I mean by that is like, building your resume for a different team because we want to deal you but unfortunately your contract kind of prevents that and if the Seattle Kraken are open to taking you in their expansion draft you need all the good stats you can possibly get because it's been a rough couple of years for PK Subban had his worst career year last year obviously his failed engagement with Lindsey Vaughn that didn't help things and especially since that happened before the season I really shipped them and I was really looking forward to that wedding. It's unfortunate that they called it quits. So, overall, for the New Jersey Devils and PK Subban, they're frustrated because it's like, give us a break. We need something to go our way. So, remember when I talked about how PK Subban's face was in complete disbelief? Well, he took that onto social media because, as you guys know, PK Subban is a big social media presence like he is on the ice and it just helps with his image. So, Overall, here's what happened in an Instagram comment. So, an uh, Instagram account called NHL Headline said, Great game, PK. Too bad the OT goal was called off. And PK Subban uh, responded to that. This is not a fake account. It had the blue check mark next to his name. He said, The NHL rocks. Shaking my head. Conclusive? Yeah, right. Joke. Ain't the first time. Won't be the last, I'm sure. LOL. All good. We move forward. So, as you guys know, PK Subban, uh, judging by that comment and also overall just his disbelief uh, when that goal was waved off, he was not happy. And quite honestly, I wasn't happy either. But overall, the referees and the NHL, they made the right call. And you know what, guys? This is why we have instant replay like this. And this is why, you know, technology is so big because... Look, we, we can't change the agenda and say, oh, why do we have instant replay? That was a devil's win all day. Well, unfortunately, guys, you know, with uh, technology advancing, we kind of have to do these things. I know it slows the game down. I know it's frustrating. And especially when things don't go your way, you're just like, Oh, I miss the good old days where we didn't have instant replay like this, where the game wasn't that slowed down just, you know, to see if someone was offsides by like an inch or two or whatever the case might be. We just keep on playing. Well, guys, like, you know, this is the whole reason, you know, uh, we're getting more replays just because... This game was a close game, and unfortunately, uh, this just didn't work out in the devil's favor. And with instant replay like that, it's to make sure that a team doesn't get cheated out of a win. So I know you guys felt like that we were cheated out of a win. And, obviously, we extend our home game losing streak. Uh, overall, we have not been playing well. We only got a point out of it. And, you know, I know P.K. Suban's frustrated. I know Jesper Brat is frustrated. I know uh, Zaka was frustrated. And, you know, Zaka didn't do anything wrong or, you know, Subban didn't do anything wrong either. But, overall, I can understand why all players and coaching staff was frustrated. But, overall, that's why we have instant replay just to make sure that we get every call uh, close to perfect. Because no one can get it 100% right and no one ever will but you know what with instant replay it really helps things so overall when i compare this offsides call for the new jersey devils i compare it to sort of like basketball where you know a foul is called but you barely touched him. You put like two fingers on him, and all of a sudden that's a foul. Or like in baseball when you supposedly hit the batter, but all you did was just graze his jersey. So that shouldn't be a hit by pitch. It grazed his jersey, not his body. So you know I can understand the overall frustration from all sides and all parties. But ultimately, uh, the New York Islanders, like I told you, they're no joke, and you know we cannot take a night off against the Islanders. And what more can I say? They're just a really good team, and I think they're the real deal barring anything catastrophic I think they're going to be one of the top teams out east I thought they would be like a borderline team hell I thought the New Jersey Devils might have had a chance to finish ahead of them judging by what the Islanders were last season but uh, they're surprising me, everyone. I, I, I must say. So overall, for New Jersey, it's frustrating, but you just gotta take it one game at a time. And at this point, Lindy Ruff is just gonna be experimenting with uh, new lines, new experiments. But here's some good news for New Jersey Devils fans. According from a tweet by Amanda Stein, she said a couple days ago that Nico Heisher is expected to return to the New Jersey Devils lineup really 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 soon so hopefully they're not misleading us again but that's just some good news i wanted to inform you guys so nico Heiser, he will be back in a devil sweater soon we're gonna get our captain back Hopefully, like I said, hopefully they're not misleading us like they did a couple months ago when they said his lower leg injury wasn't, you know, anything serious. I know he had a few setbacks due to COVID, but at the same time, his time missed with his leg injury was still pretty extensive, and I just wish they were a little more honest with it. But overall, uh, I'm just happy that Nico Heiser will be back. So there's some good news for you guys. Nico Heiser should be back sooner rather than later. We don't know when, but. Uh, I'll let you guys know if I get any more information in regards of that topic. But anyway, guys, it's almost time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from Bill Barr. However, before we talk about their March Madness, I want to talk about real world March Madness. So obviously, it's here, and we can start making our choices as to who we think will make the elite eight, the final four, and ultimately become the champion of the college basketball world. So, what better way to celebrate March Madness than to be joining a Challenge Bracket Tournament? So why don't you join Locked Ons? That will be in the description of this episode okay it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from built bars march madness for their built bar so let's take that away okay everybody we've heard of march madness for basketball but have you heard of march madness for built bar so we've been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now built bar is an amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber amazing tasting protein bar with 100 percent chocolate on all the bars now it is time to find out which built bar is the best it is built bar march madness so come on head over to built bar's website and vote for your favorite flavor of built bar and hopefully they advance in the bracket similar to how college basketball march madness works so vote as many times as you possibly can and hopefully your flavor advances. Personally, I'm a huge fan of chocolate and caramel. And I also love brownies because I'm always cooking brownies with my mother. So those are two of my favorite flavors. But hopefully uh, your favorite personal flavor can advance to the next round as well. So remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off of your next order. That On LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off of your next order, I repeat, at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar Man, I love Bill Bar so much. All right, before we continue any further, I want to read you guys the standings out east for the NHL. Remember, this is 8.50 p.m. Eastern Time at the time of this recording, so this is subject to change by the time this episode goes live. So, atop of the East Division are the New York Islanders at 19-6-4 with 42 points, Right below them are the Washington Capitals at 17-6-4 with 38 points. Uh, Then come the Pittsburgh Penguins at 17-9-1 with 35 points. Remember, we have not played Pittsburgh yet this season. Then below them are the Boston Bruins at 14-7-4 with 32 points. Then come the Flyers at 13-9-3 with 29 points. That's going to be a tight race going forward. So we really need to keep an eye out for the Penguins, Bruins, and Flyers because that can change at any given moment. So realistically, the Flyers, Bruins, or Penguins, one of those teams are going to miss the playoffs, and it's really up for grabs. Realistically, the Capitals could fall behind uh, the eight ball a little bit, but Obviously, that's under, uh, you know, extreme circumstances, but where was I? Next are the New York Rangers above us at 11, 12, and 3 with 25 points. Then come us, the good guys who, you know, always can never catch a break at 8, 13, and 4 with 20 points. And below us still are the lowly Sabres at 6, 16, 4 with 16 points. So, there's the standings out east currently for the NHL and... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tight race. Like I told you guys, the East division is just stacked. So, uh, it's really interesting to see. So, uh, you know, guys, if you're tired of watching the New Jersey Devils play, uh, as the season progresses, and as we start to, you know, head into the final drive of the regular season, I'd really keep an eye out for that final playoff spot because I think it's going to get intense and I think it's going to be worth watching. And I'm sure executives at ESPN are smiling right now saying, We really hit gold with the NHL. We really signed them to a seven-year deal. So it's great to be back. It's great to be home. So keep an eye on that because, like I told you guys, realistically, one of those teams, like I listed, the Penguins, Bruins, and also the Flyers, realistically, one of those teams are going to miss the playoffs and it's going to get intense. It's going to be a dog battle. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that because, let's face it, guys, the New Jersey Devils, we're done. We're 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 so done. We can never get any consistency. Every time we get a win, it's just barely. But you know, at this point, I think uh, Lindy Ruff, uh, as one of my uh, Twitter followers said. He comes all the way from Germany, so shout out to you, man, if you are listening to this episode. Uh, he, he said, like, you know, the Devils are done, and ultimately, they're just trying to experiment with new things, because uh, in the last episode, I mentioned that Janssen only got uh, two shifts in period number two, I believe a couple games ago, I forget when, but ultimately, uh, yeah, just a very disappointing year for the New Jersey Devils, And but, you know, it's nice to see that uh, our rivals are doing so well, I guess, and, you know, we're just it's just getting intense, but Ultimately, yeah, it's just really sad, but uh, let's look back at the New York Islanders and the New Jersey Devils game from yesterday, Sunday, March 14th, because there's a certain play that I need to talk about that kind of frustrated me when I was watching the game, because I believe this was a game changer for us, and ultimately, I think this is what killed us. So at the end of period number one, Brock Nelson basically let off a flick of a wrist shot And it went past Scott Wedgwood. He attempted that shot, or I'm going to put that in quotation marks. He attempted the shot from the far side near the benches and went past Scott Wedgwood. And ultimately, that's what ended period number one because there were like four seconds left in that respective period when he let that shot go off his stick. And it went past Scott Wedgwood, like I mentioned. And this is what frustrates me. It didn't look like Nelson was even attempting the shot it just went past Wedgwood, and he just lost control of the puck, and, you know, it, it just went past him because it, he may have just lost it in the lights or whatever the case might be. Uh, Wedgwood didn't even really make that much of an effort to make the stop from Nelson's, uh, you know, just basically time killer shot because, like I told you guys, this frustrated me when I was watching the game, and maybe I'm reading too far into this, but Nelson's shot looked like he didn't even try. So it's like that killed us. Like, That can't happen, and as a result, the Islanders went up by one to end period number one, so... That, that just frustrated me, because let me know what you guys think, because from my perspective, it, it looked like Nelson was just trying to dump the puck in and just waste some time, because like I said, there was four seconds left in period number one, he was just like, okay, let's let time wind out, and I'm heading over to the benches, because when he was celebrating with his teammates, he looked like he was stunned, like, it, it looked like that he didn't even expect the shot to go past Wedgwood, it, but it did, and you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Scott Wedgwood. He played really well that game, but overall luck was just not on New Jersey's side. So here's another reason why Scott Wedgwood is actually a solid netminder. I know this is probably a poor example of what I just said when Wedgwood looked like he lost the puck and let Nelson's weak shot go past him, but take that away. I think Scott Wedgwood did really well for the New Jersey Devils, and Ultimately, I think he's uh, a legit case for New Jersey to keep around, maybe just a little longer, maybe. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he, he's doing really well. He's doing better than Aaron Dell, and he's uh, doing better than Mackenzie Blackwood in recent stretches. But, you know what, that's, uh, that's my personal opinion. But anyway, uh, if you guys are a very risky person and you like to take bets, then you need to go to betonline.ag. It's time for the second live read this morning, so let's take it away. March Madness, baby! (laughs) College basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule on tabs, so BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered... all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit talent talks about one or more teams nhl games of the week nba players of the week whatever comes to mind they got it so anything sports they got you covered all right so also visit our good friends at locked on bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say oh i didn't know what games were gonna happen or this that or third also visit at bet underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody So I want to give you guys a quick preview as to what you can expect from the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils matchup tonight, and ultimately, New Jersey, I know I've said this a lot before, but this is a very, very winnable game, because the Buffalo Sabres, they are 0-8-2 in their last 10 games, whereas the Devils are 1-7-2, so ultimately it's not the best records from either team but listen one is better than zero so new jersey uh in their last 10 games the sabers had not won a game so like take advantage of that like do not give them their first win in 10 games. In fact, if I recall correctly, I think the Sabers' last win came against the New Jersey Devils. So get some uh, payback. That, that's all I have to say. So here's some players to watch for the New Jersey Devils. So Zajac has five points in his last five games. So that's something you need to keep an eye on but here's someone else that you might uh, recognize, and he's going to appear in two of these four categories for the Buffalo Sabres, so Taylor Hall has three points in his last five games, Reinhardt has three goals in his last five games, but here's another player that might be surprising you guys, and quite honestly, I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about this guy, it's Yanni Kuokkanen. in his last five games, he has four goals, everybody, like That's impressive uh, stuff that Kwokanen is doing for the New Jersey Devils because I feel like, I've said this on Twitter, he's a silent X-factor for our team. So uh, a day ago, Yanni Kwokanen became the sixth rookie in New Jersey Devils history to post a goal streak of four or more games. Who did he pass on that list? Well, it was Nico Heizer who did the same thing in 2017 and 2018. Then you got Gene Sebastian in 2018 and 2019. And then Adam Henrique uh, twice in 2011 and the 2012 season. So, you know, that's a pretty good company if you're Yanni Koukinen. And I feel like a lot of people aren't really giving Koukinen the same amount of love that he deserves. Because, you know, he's been in and out of the taxi squad. No one really knows him. And because the New Jersey Devils suck. That's uh, all I can say. And they really need to give Koukinen some love and attention. The entire league needs to know it because... Yanni in four goals in your last five games, yet no one cares, no one's talking about it. It's because the Devils are losing. That's why I told you guys if Blackwood, when he was still doing well, wanted any chance of winning the Vezna Trophy, the Devils needed to finish in a respectable position. Same with Ty Smith, only for the Calder Memorial Trophy. I know it sounds like a broken record when I say this, but it's so true. So uh, where do all the points from Zajac come from? Well, he's a great passer right now. He has five assists. In his last 5 games. So that's how he's getting his 5 points. So creating opportunities for his teammates. Despite them coming on the losing end. And now for the Sabres. It's Taylor Hall. With 3 assists in his last 5 games. So Taylor Hall. I think he's starting to pick it up just a little bit. But you know he's still struggling. Just just uh, putting that out there. I don't know when the last time uh, he scored a goal. But um, uh, I think it was just a couple weeks ago. That, he's, that he was able to do so. Against the Islanders I believe. So yeah, so I think Taylor Hall is starting to get more comfortable with the Sabres organization. I don't know why he signed there in the first place, but whatever. Um, then you got Shahan, uh who has a plus-minus of one, and that's the best. That's the absolute best in the last five games for the Sabres. I'm telling you, this win is for the New Jersey Devils. I am telling you this. I don't care how much they're struggling. They have got to beat this Sabres team that's below them. Quit making them look like a playoff team. They suck. They suck worse than us right now. So all I'm saying for the New Jersey Devils is, please, please, come out victorious against the Sabres. You need something. You need some sort of momentum. You need some sort of hope. You just need some sort of determination. I just read you guys the stats. We're doing better than the Sabres in a lot of categories. Uh, the only categories where we're not being the Sabres in is obviously power play because we're close to dead last in that category and also the penalty kill. But overall, I believe the Devils have a great chance to beat this Sabres team. That's all I'm saying. So overall, uh, you know, take advantage of Allmark or Hutton. I don't care who's starting uh, overall, Allmark is 5, 4, and 2 with a goals against average of 2.44 with a save percentage of 9.19. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, I'm not even going to read his stats. You guys can look that up because it pains me to do so. But overall, Wedgwood 2, 3, and 3 with a goals against average of 2.59 and a save percentage of 9.14. So call me crazy, but I think Scott Wedgwood should be getting the start against Allmark. And if Hutton is playing, uh, give Mackenzie Blackwood the start, so that way we could take advantage of Hutton. And uh, Mackenzie Blackwood could get some sort of confidence going his way, but ultimately, I know that's not li- what Lindy Ruff is going to do. I know, guys. I'm controversial, but I think Scott Wedgwood and Mackenzie Blackwood they should be splitting more time until Mackenzie Blackwood shows why he was in the running for the Vesda Trophy within the first week of the season. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, let me know what you guys think on Twitter. My Twitter is always open. Hit me up on Locked On Devils, and also keep an eye out for me on the app Locker Room. Well, I will do an open discussion. And I will let you guys come on, and we can just talk the New Jersey Devils, and we can just have a one-on-one discussion like I'm there with you. I will uh, be the host of all those. So, you know, keep an ear out for something like that in the future. We have a new deal with them with the Locked On Podcast Network, so we're definitely going to be doing a lot more of those. So uh you keep an ear out for that i'll give you guys more information once i get it but anyway that's about all the time i have for you guys today thanks for listening continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey go devils i will see you guys in the next episode hopefully i don't have to rant